0: Welcome to the Act 4 Podcast, your go-to post-movie podcast. It's a podcast about movies. My name's Peyton. We got Connor over here. Hey, how you doing? And we got Joe in the corner. What's up, everybody? Today, we are continuing our Summer of Star Wars series, and we are talking about The Force Awakens. It's the yeah. first of the sequel trilogy. It's it's sequel time. Oh, yes. Now, now these it's... are the ones that I that some people think are really good. That some people think are worse than the prequels some people are indifferent uh some people pick and choose which ones they like these are some of the more divisive star wars movies um i'd say the most divisive is the second of this trilogy for sure um Mm. yes but it's a it's an interesting set of movies to say the least but i really like the first one which is what we're talking about today and i think the three of us are consensus we were talking about before this uh we all really enjoyed it like the force awakens is a really solid star wars movie
1: great star wars movie uh and i i think it really appeals to all three of our like things that we enjoy in a star wars movie uh and that's why i think that's really why we all like it you know Mm -hmm. i mean it's just a good it's a good movie yeah like keep going (laughs) no you you can take the floor there joe (laughs)
2: <laughs> I was going to say like one of like the first things that I really love about it is the introduction of new characters are great and for the most part I like all of the new characters have great moments. I wish they were more together on screen at the same time, but that comes later in other movies at times, but you get what you get at this with like the earlier movies and then I just love the pacing of this one. I feel like it's always Steadily moving through, and it's that just like increases how enjoyable of an experience it is, like all the way through the movie.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, so, so what were you saying you remember? I, w- I was going to say, <laughs> I
1: remember going to see this movie in theaters. This is the first Star Wars movie I have ever seen in theaters. Same, yeah. Second, uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and I, I remember just, it was a Thursday, you know, we got that early preview. Uh, and I was like, 15, probably, 15, 16. This came out in 2015. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, then I was 15. Um, and so we, uh, we skipped school that day, watched the original trilogy, and then headed over to our local IMAX theater, and sat in line for three hours. It was, hey, it was a good day. It was it was a really good day. Yeah, I also I, saw it on I Thursday night. I did I did not.
2: Yeah, I didn't have to. I didn't have to sit in line
1: for three hours to watch Pro- it. Though. Hey, I didn't have to. Sit, we didn't have to sit in line for three hours to watch it either. We just wanted to.
0: So whenever I saw it for the first right. time, I, I saw it in, uh, a, really small family owned theater in Searcy, Arkansas, because <laughs> I was like visiting family for Christmas, and it was this. It's one of those ones that's just flat, you know? It's not the the stadium-style seating. So if you're sitting in the back, you can't really see the screen. Uh, The only seats that were available were in the back. So I was sitting Uh in the back and having to look between people's heads, but it was still really awesome, because I feel like that's kind of a more authentic Star Wars experience. Because back in 77, they didn't really have, like, they didn't have the IMAX theaters that we have today. So it might not have been the best, movie theater experience I ever had just from like a comfort perspective, but it's probably the most memorable movie experience I've ever had. And I've talked about that before um, on the podcast, like talking about the best movie theater experience I've ever had. And I think it's this movie partially because the environment I in, was in was like, it's kind of a weird theater to be watching a movie in because it doesn't feel like the movie theaters that I'm used to, but also like just seeing the opening crawl for a star Wars movie for the first time in a movie theater is like an experience that you just can't describe, you know? And yeah. I think that that's just something that I'm going to probably remember for the rest of my life. Cause it was just super cool seeing it happen for the first time right there and experiencing this movie with all these other people for the first time. And it was just super cool. And it's a yeah. great movie. Like I left the theater feeling like really great. Like it was such a cool movie.
1: You know, um, speaking of that that opening crawl and that opening sequence, one of my favorite videos ever came from that, and that's the guy that has the flash on during the yes during yes. The beginning yes, of it. yes 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 yes, and the one guy just going, turn off the flash, you moron. And it's it so good. The, dun, 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 dun. <laughs>
2: the timing is absolutely perfect. It's just. <laughs> That that was a big joke w- for me and my friends for a long oh, time.
1: It it still is, it still is. When when it, if I watch. it'll always be
0: referenced. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So so let's actually talk about the movie, uh, and yeah. we'll how, start with how that about crawl. it? Let's let's how start about with the it? crawl since that's where we are. You know, at the very beginning, leading well, up to this movie. Transition. Yeah, well, leading up to this movie, there was no Luke Skywalker in any of the promo material, and. People were very concerned about the lack of Luke Skywalker. Like, I remember so many YouTube theories. I remember so many articles, so many things. Where is Luke Skywalker? And the very first thing that you see on this opening crawl is that Luke Skywalker has gone missing. They address it right off the bat. But I just remember the hype leading up to this movie. Everybody was wanting to know where Luke Skywalker is. And I just think that starting it off right away, letting you know that it's happened, and letting you know that that's what this movie's about. Like you know that this is going to be like quite the adventure. It's like, oh, okay, our Mm -hmm. our main dude is gone. Um, that's cool. And it's just like, okay, let's let's see where it goes from there. And then you get like, I think the coolest intro to any Star Wars movie ever. Like this opening scene is the best to any Star Wars movie.
2: The first ten minutes. It's I was just sitting there rewatching it a couple days ago, and I was just smiling the entire time because I was like, this it's just it's just awesome. Like that's the one word I can think of to describe it. Like it's so J.J. Abrams and how it's shot and everything, the lighting in it and everything, all the stormtroopers, like all the lights flashing. It's really, really dramatic. But considering it was the first thing you see in the return to Star Wars, like it kind of had to be that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely loved it. <laughs> Oh, I, wrote, it
0: was I wrote in my notes, phenomenal. I said, opening scene is amazing. This ain't the prequels, that's for sure. <laughs> it's like, yeah, <laughs> like this movie lets you know right off the bat because the last Star Wars movies to come out were the prequels, which were like at the time people didn't really like that much or, you know, there were mixed opinions, especially with the Phantom Menace. Everybody didn't really like that and Jar Jar. This lets you know right off the bat. This is like, yeah, this, this ain't the Star Wars you're used to. This is like a real movie. Like this is something mm-hmm. that, you know, a modern movie. And it like it feels like it. it's it's super cool to see Star Wars in the modern like the modern age, you know, with like mm-hmm. the kind of technology that we have. And it makes me just wonder how cool the original trilogy would be if it was made with the technology we have today. Yeah. A, it would be really I cool. love
2: the I love the introduction of Kylo Ren just uh, oh, right off the so bat, cool. letting you know that this dude does not play
1: around him <laughs> stopping the blaster bolt. That is one just, of the coolest things
2: I've ever seen in a movie it is, ever. <laughs> it is not
1: one of the coolest things I've ever seen. It's also one of, like, the coolest Force abilities just ever. Just to be able to, yeah, be like... Yeah, yeah. that was awesome. <laughs> like...
2: Because it's so unexpected, and it's, like, right off the bat, and it's like, oh, here's a new trilogy. Here's a new thing you've never seen before in Star Wars in the first five minutes. You're welcome.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, ooh, so good. And <laughs> and when, when he leaves in the Blaster Bolt actually hits mm-hmm. and you got yes. the stormtroopers jumping um, you you see Finn jump and there's like also others in the background that jump when it, when it hits and they're searching for where the plaster bolt came from it's just, <laughs> I can't it's
3: hear Connor
0: at all <laughs> he's on out. <laughs> <laughs> he's just sitting here he's just sitting frozen okay mm. so I don't know if he's still talking or not but for those of you listening he probably home, is like, we're still doing this remotely uh, so we can't hear Connor at all <laughs> Okay. Oh, there you are! You're reconnected. Hey, I'm back. boy What were, what were you saying? Con- continue uh, your story. I don't, Thank you. I don't
1: know where you were at. I don't know where I was at for y'all. Y- you had just started. <laughs> um, I'm gonna. You go were talking
2: live. about when the. Um, yeah, the, the when the blaster finally flying. gets let go.
1: Okay, yes. so when the blaster finally lets go, everyone here is hearing me retell it. But you know, you got the stormtroopers jump. And you got, you could see Finn jump in the, uh, Finn jump. And then you also see some other ones jump in the background. I just think, I think it's very funny.
0: Yeah. They, they set it up right away. Like all the marketing, we already knew like that this is what the bad guy looked like, but they immediately let you know his power and his personality just in the first few minutes. Like this is a really good way to set up your villain. And that we see like, he takes up like his screen presence He controls the screen when he's on screen and we see how powerful he is and how ruthless he is. He's just like, okay, kill them all. He leaves, you know, leave none of them alive. And it's like, okay, you know, that Anakin did that too. (laughs) You know, he killed them all. (laughs) The women and the children too, you know, it's just like, he's just right off the bat. Like it's nothing. He's like, yeah, yeah. Kill them all. Let's go. And you know, that's a really good way. Except Kylo is way less
2: dramatic about killing everybody.
0: Yeah. He's (laughs) Kylo Ren is the best part of this trilogy. 100%. I, I in my opinion, Hands he's, down. he's the Hands best part down. of this trilogy. And this movie, he's so good in this movie. Um, but we need to He
1: is really going good in all the movies, I think. He is. So, we <laughs> so, will uh, continue. Yeah, let's,
2: let's continue. We also get uh, introduced to BB-8 here. Mm-hmm. and po, soccer ball which, himself. Yeah, like, first of all, this is one of the best things that Disney did with this trilogy is that they made something that was absolutely great for marketing and toys but also was just a genuinely good character mm-hmm. <laughs> like I was proud of them they actually they, they hit a home yeah. run with BB-8 BB-8's
0: a really good character in these yes. first 10 minutes we're introduced to four of our main characters just right off the bat in the first opening scene we get our big mm-hmm. bad guy we get Kylo we get Finn we get Poe and then we get BB-8 like right off the bat I also um,
1: want to inter- I also want to state that there is Captain Phasma also gets introduced into this scene um, but she doesn't play a role in anything so she's just she was just
2: irrelevant yeah it's so dumb she's so irrelevant this entire trilogy and I, I don't I like know. her
0: that's why I didn't consider her a main character yeah I know she's, but she's just there they marketed Sometimes her really, really a hard. lot people thought she was going to yeah. be a big deal She did it, yeah. It was just so they could sell shiny armored stormtrooper toy. That was it. That's true. That's true. But then then we get our introduction to Rey, um, who is our main protagonist of the series, and we get to see her on this desert planet, very reminiscent of Tatooine and Luke, you know? A lot of parallels there. And it's like we're going to see, okay, so this is our, kind of our Luke. This is our main protagonist. Um, Mm. We see her, like, scavenging, junk and you know going to sell the junk and all that kind of stuff and like immediately like i think that this is part of what makes this movie so good is their use of practical effects and like i firmly believe the prequels would have been so much better if they would have put the time into practical effects that the sequels did um because you know they didn't have the same technology as us but they could have made the puppets that we that they make you know like the puppets in especially on jakku are so good, mm-hmm. um, and just the way that some of the creatures that are walking around and that are that are in that hole—I don't even know what that place is called—but the place where it's she cleans the parts. It's kind of like the a parts. marketplace. Yeah, I would say. Yes. Like a lot of that is all practical. The majority of it's practical because before the movie came out, there was a lot of promo material from that area where, like, J.J. Abrams was doing interviews and some of the characters were just walking around in the background, you know. And mm-hmm. it's like. Yeah, for sure. I just think that it looks so good. I don't... Really? Oh. <laughs> it's so cool. But It's cuz
2: you don't it's cuz you don't watch promo
1: material, Colin. Yeah, you you yeah, don't you care are, about trailers We established and this. And stuff. Yes. Yeah. Mm. A I'll stick to my guns of walking into a movie blind. A big movie blind is a uh, mm-hmm. better than seeing scenes that you, you know that you could see for the first time. Yeah, there was no there was
2: no amount of self control that was gonna keep me from watching promo material, interviews, and stuff leading up to the first Star Wars movie
0: in forever. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it was good. Anyways, but so like, I think that that's that's one of the things that stands out as really good from these movies is just how good the practical sets are and the practical effects, and then how seamlessly they blend in the CGI with it. You know, Mm -hmm. whereas in like when they edited the original trilogy. They couldn't really blend in the CGI with the practical because it was originally, you know, all practical. And so now we finally get the perfect blending of practical and CGI that Star Wars has been trying to get since the beginning, you know. And so that I think that's the the thing that these movies, regardless of how you feel about them, you can't deny that these are the best looking movies in all of Star Wars. Like the reason was they just look good, especially is, yeah. The Last Jedi. It's the best looking yeah. Star Wars movie. If Even if the you production. hate it, you can't deny it's the best looking Star Wars movie.
2: Yeah, the that production quality across this entire trilogy is it's off the charts. Mm-hmm. It's some of the best made sci-fi movies of the last decade for sure. Mm-hmm. They're really good because their budget is just ridiculous too. That yeah. helps. <laughs> and then we uh, gotta
0: keep. Yeah,
1: we yeah we need to actually
0: start. We getting need to keep going. <laughs>
1: um, so we're introduced to Ray. We're, yep. we're back on this, uh, and she is a scavenger. She is collecting. Parts from a old uh, star destroyer. I got it. Thank you. Uh, and You're she, welcome. Yes, she slides down. <laughs> she gets on her little speeder, which is super cool. I really like the speeder because Luke had the like the sideways, but she's got the vertical, like bike. <laughs> ah, so cool. <laughs> anyway, she gets back. She gets her half portion, and you you establish that, you know. She barely living she making it through the world barely. Uh-huh. And she's
0: got all the like tally marks of how long that she's been keeping track of her days and it's a Bro, lot does of Does she know marks. how to do the
1: five? I don't think she knows <laughs> how to do Apparently not. No. Nope.
0: That's not a thing in the Star Wars universe. It's just a bunch of vertical lines. Yeah. It's really hard it's to get right. it. It looks cool though. <laughs> <laughs> looks like she's in a prison cell. Yeah. And I guess we kind of glossed over uh, you know, Poe Poe and Finn's escape. That that happened before we were introduced hey. to Ray. Um No it didn't. Yeah, it did because no, cause at the very end of Ray's segment is when we find BB eight. Or do they cut back and forth there? They cut back and forth. So then at the same time, that's happening.
1: Yeah, because because so we we know this happens is because the shot of Finn putting back down back his helmet down, and then Ray opening the shot because you have the old you have the new storm uh, stormtrooper eyes and then Ray opens it and her goggles are made out of the stormtrooper material. Yeah, so we're for, introduced for to right,
0: but all the stuff about the portion happens after um, Poe and Finn crash land.
1: Yeah, I'll give you that. Yes. So,
0: so it does it. It doesn't really. Anyways. Yeah, that's cool. The the escape. It's are, intertwined. Yeah, basically, yeah. I was gonna say the escape in the Tie Fighter is really cool.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: this yeah. is the first time that we actually kind of that we actually really see the inside of a Tie Fighter. Like you see kind of inside with like Darth Vader's like flying scenes and stuff, that's but this really is the first cute. time we actually see people really piloting a TIE fighter, you know, and it's just mm-hmm. really cool to see them using like this other technology and like, you know, I don't know. I just think mm-hmm. that whole scene is really cool <laughs> with the TIE fighters, um, but then it crash lands and Finn and Be- Finn thinks that um, Poe has died, you know, in the little sand Ray finds BB eight mm-hmm. saves BB eight. And then, and then we get the, the grand meeting of Finn and Ray. Uh, which kind of carries us through the rest of the movie, I guess you mm-hmm. could say. Um, and
1: I, I honestly, I love the when they meet where she just starts charging at Finn, and Finn, it's so like,
2: good. He's just like, What the heck did I do? Because this girl's just charging at him full force and then just smacks him.
1: Like, he, th- like, she, they established that she's good, like, with her staff. And, and so she's charging at him with the staff and he's like, Oh no, I just saw there with <laughs> two guys with this. Let's let me, let me get out of here. And then she just appears right in front of him, bam, right in the face.
0: Ah, and then, awesome. and then BB-8 shocks him. And such a cool little small detail is when BB-8 shocks him and it cuts back to Finn. You can see he's got burn marks on his pants from where he was shocked. And like, that's just such a cool attention to detail. Um that they just they added the burn marks in you know Mm -hmm. after hit on his pants whenever he got electrocuted that was just something i wrote in my notes that i thought was cool and i hadn't noticed but um like ray and finn are when they first meet it's super awkward but it's like a good awkward because they they don't know each other and it's like the prequels they were really awkward some of the interactions and they weren't trying to be and this movie you get awkward but they're trying to be awkward, and that might sound kind of confusing, but the awkward in this movie is really good. Um, but like the the re, the relationship between Ray and Finn, I think is super good and and pretty funny. Like the stop taking my hand, you know, when Finn keeps grabbing her hand, like it's just they have such good chemistry. Um, Daisy Ridley and John Boyega, and like that's really refreshing. Uh, after just watching the prequels, where almost none of the characters had chemistry with one another. Um, and so, like, this this movie, at least our main two characters, like, have really great chemistry with one another. Yeah. I
2: feel I, like I throughout, like, that. I feel like throughout this, like, whole first portion and then leading up to where Ray and Finn meet, the movie is kind of, like, building up momentum and everything like that through this first section, kind of the introduction of characters and everything. And then like the big moment for me when it's like the movie's like actually about to like get going, get going right now is when they get on the Falcon Mm
3: -hmm.
2: because it, it all is with a joke and everything like that, where they're like running to this one ship and then it gets blown up right in their face and then they're like, Oh, the garbage will do. And then Mm -hmm. it cuts to the Falcon and it's like, that's the most iconic ship in all of movies ever. Yeah. and they just and call it garbage and it's hilarious
0: garbage it's constantly referred yeah. to as junk as garbage what as just being a bad ship junk. yeah come on now i just movie, think of the one i just piece of junk out of the sky you know
2: i just think of the one tiktok and it's like it's a piece of garbage and then han's like it is very gorgeous to me
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: uh. um uh. That whole no,
0: Falcon uh, escape scene is really awesome. Oh It's yes. so it's good. It's wild. The, it's so good. The, the flip, editing is great. The the flip up and, and shoot from underneath. Like, if you've seen the movie, you know what we're talking about. If you haven't seen it, that sounds really confusing. But, you it's know, where, it's like, hard to explain. It's where so she, cool. Like,
1: she cuts the gas so it's, like, falling out of the sky. Yeah. It's because so cool. It's great. It's a great scene.
0: I wrote in and my notes. At, I wrote my notes. I said, "I am confused by how the gun on the Falcon works exactly, but it's cool. <laughs> I have no yeah, clue maybe. how that gun functions and works, but hey, it's cool. Hey, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: I That's don't know how it works. <laughs> That's how it works. And then I, I would also very really quickly. Right Keep going. Yeah. Are you gonna talk I really about enjoy Kylo? right afterwards where they're talking? <laughs> like they're like, like, yo, you did so good at flying. You did so good at shooting. I didn't know I could do that. All that stuff.'
0: Uh mm-hmm. dude, so Oh, see, I thought you were going to just—it just adds when, on when when they say the ah. droid escaped on a freighter, and he goes, "The droid stole a freighter." <laughs> <laughs> okay, that one is good. I That's such that. a good line.
2: I love that too. And then he just starts slashing away at the control oh, panels. Yeah. And then at the end, he's like, "And they were accompanied by a girl." And then he
0: just ch- <laughs> chokes he just the dude. P- force pulls them into the choke, and he's what girl? Oh, Let Kylo Ren's so cool. It's great. It's great. And then uh, we get Han and Chewie, so, we so that get happens. Han and they think... and it's a really great reunion, getting to see them again on screen. Hey, you just
1: glanced over the part of BB-8 doing the thumbs up. Like, come on! One man. of
2: the, it's probably my favorite joke in this entire movie.
1: It is <laughs> just BB-8
0: great. in general is such a great character in this movie.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. there's two moments in this movie that maybe just that always make me just die laughing without a doubt every time I watch it. It's the lighter thumbs up, and then later when, after Rey escapes, when Kylo's, like, slashing, like, the chair and everything like that, and the two stormtroopers walk around the corner, and then, like, hear him, like, raging out, and then just turn around and walk away. Uh, It's two just non-verbal things, and they're absolutely hilarious.
1: I'll give you that, yeah. The great parts. Great parts. Alright, so can we talk about Han and Chewie coming back now? Han and Chewie coming back, come on.
0: It's so great. It's, it's the so first good. time that we have seen these characters since the original trilogy, um, like, and so so it's a really kind of emotional moment, like when they're brought on and you can see that they're you know they're definitely older because it's been a lot of time, um, but you know Chewie Han and looks chewie great. Are still together. Chewie, hey, Chewie doesn't age, my man. chewie in been through, I don't know. I don't know Polonors. what conditioner.
2: I don't know what conditioner he's using.
0: It's working <laughs> for him. We need it. We need it. He looks a lot better than he did in Solo, that's for sure. Solo, he yeah. was in you know, all the mud. Yeah, that was a whole thing. I think uh, Han
2: might need some, like, just for men. <laughs>
0: he's
1: got a lot of gray. But, yeah. Maybe works, he uses a touch of gray. But it's a lot more than a touch. <laughs> uh,
0: but, so, mm-hmm. yeah, you get kind of, you get... Finn and Ray and in BB-8's introduction to, you know, Han and Chewie and then they kind of talk about what their mission is and how they're trying to get to um, the resistance, you know, to try to find Luke Skywalker. And then their ship is uh their ship is boarded by uh the mobs, the uh yeah, yeah so is that, that their tractor know. beam. Yeah, the whatever they're called, you know. The, You've got conja even. club and the, the Scottish dude
2: Uh, it's the something Conja Club Conja Club and the other one
0: yeah the Death Gang
2: I know it's the Death Gang
0: okay the (laughs) Death Gang they're Scottish that's all I know (laughs) one (laughs) of them is it is that's a that's a really great moment I mean I feel like I'm being we're being very repetitive we're just talking about stuff and talking oh yeah that was great that was great but I think that really summarizes this movie (laughs) and that everything hits so well it's just such a good movie
1: I think it's also like it's just for me, every time, like we say, a scene, it's me going back to the first time I watched it mm-hmm. and being like, yo, I remember that happening the first mm-hmm. time. Uh, so it's a little bit of nostalgia for me, but hey, still a great movie.
2: I just go back to me watching it the other night, going <laughs> back to watching it for the first time. Like, it's, <laughs> it's a sequence. To get back to that first viewing, I have to go through each other time that I've watched it. Yeah.
3: Okay.
0: <laughs> See, I don't really it, it, remember. It's a build. I don't really remember any specific moments from the movie my first time watching it, except for the final fight scene. I vividly remember watching that in theaters. So when we get there, like we'll talk about it. But the end of this movie is my favorite lightsaber fight in all of Star Wars. I, I feel like say... we need to
2: like we really need to chug through the middle yeah, part of this movie because it. I feel like we're
0: gonna talk about the oh, end for a hot minute. The end oh, is God. so good. <laughs> so uh, we can kind of we got Maz Kanata. Um, yeah. we should probably talk about that's, you know, a pretty big part. Um her her cantina place is like a really cool location. Um I don't really know what else we can say about that location specifically, except for the fact that there's a really cool fight there, you know.
1: And they have the lightsaber
0: there. Yep, that's oh yeah. I guess yeah, the lightsaber's there. That's important.
1: Yeah, like the entire thing of Ray being force user? sensitive. Yeah. Not for the she's got user. the
0: She's got the really cool uh, vision. Uh, that that scene happens there, which is like I mean, love, awesome.
2: I absolutely love the sound editing in the vision. To where like the first thing it kicks off with is like the like saber ignite sound, and then the Darth Vader breath, and then it kicks
1: into everything else. It's oh, awesome. Yeah. It's so awesome. During that vision, we get introduced into the Knights of Ren that we will not see do anything until the final movie. Um,
0: yep, woo, they're kind of they're kind of forgotten about that's that's for Captain
1: Phasma part two Uh,
0: yeah that that happens they mention them a few times in this movie they do
1: they do Um, but they really do nothing
0: and then uh, yeah what happens next oh there's the there's the big fight there
1: so that happens the great line that comes from Finn that I Peyton I know you love that line so much
0: (laughs) I, I think that's the stupidest line in the whole movie (laughs) that's one heck of a pilot as he's just flying through the air shooting people it's like who would say that like who on the ground is going to say that you're busy fighting people why do you you care
2: (laughs) I think it's also showing that he actually has no experience with the resistance and doesn't know that they actually have good pilots (laughs) maybe because he's probably as a stormtrooper has just been told over and over again that they're absolutely terrible people and aren't good at anything
0: even though they constantly lose fights to them.
2: You know, I'm just trying line to line. rationalize the writing.
0: <laughs> I was thinking yeah, that that's the one line in this movie that I don't, I don't really particularly I was thinking like.
1: that Finn has not been in combat besides that one village and that's it.
0: Yeah. That was his first time yeah. being like on, on duty or whatever it is. You so know? he obviously, yeah, because,
2: because every other time we hear him talk about doing anything with the first order, he's just like a janitor. Yes. Yeah. He's just like, I know where this is because I took out the trash. And everybody's like, all right, well, okay, we trust you.
0: <laughs> well, well, Han wasn't very happy to find out that he was a janitor. <laughs> hey, but we'll get yeah. to that later. <laughs> um, and then, hey, while, also, this, while this fight's oh, yeah, on while on, that's happening.
1: Uh mm-hmm. we get this great new Death Star. Death Star 3.0. Uh, Starkiller base. Mm-hmm. Third time's a charm, baby. Third time is a charm. Y'all know what but Star is
0: a reference to, right?
1: Yes, the original uh name for Luke Skywalker was supposed yep. to be like Luke Starkiller.
0: Mm-hmm. Which is a cool way to, you know, bring that back in. Plus and Star Killer I'd I'd Base say, is a cool name for a base. Oh, come on
1: now.
2: <laughs> I'd say going with Star With Skywalker over Starkiller was a good choice though.
1: Yeah. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yes, but, I th- but also I that's think was, we're I used think that was a it. good move. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Skywalker sounds a lot better than Star Killer for our main protagonist. I yes. think. Yeah. <laughs> but. Starkiller's um, a little dark. Yeah. Just a little. We also, <laughs> we also get the reveal that, um, before this, we got the reveal that Kylo Ren is actually Han Solo's kid. Uh, yes. We get that reveal with Snoke, who is kind of our big bad behind the big bad. You know, not a lot's revealed about Snoke in this movie, but we know that he's kind of the Emperor figure, and yeah, he's telling... Kylo what to do. We can talk about that. The, the supreme leader. Yeah, we'll talk about yes. that in the next one. But um, that reveal caught me off guard. I was I was shook by that, watching it in theaters. I was guy. like, oh, okay. I didn't really see that one coming. Uh, everybody was theorizing who Ray was, you know? But but no, I hadn't really seen many theories as to who Kylo Ren was. We just thought he was a bad guy,
1: you know? Yeah, he was a bad guy, but he ended up carrying this entire sequel on his back. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: I love it, though. I love
2: that his lineage gives him such a direct tie to the light side. So mm-hmm. through every single movie in the sequel, you're just holding out hope
0: that he's going to turn. But he also mm-hmm. has a really direct tie to the dark side, too, which is, like, why he's such a good character. Yeah. Is that he's got one of the wor- the, the biggest bad guys in the history of the galaxy in his lineage, but also one of the biggest good guys, you know? And it's like, mm-hmm. so that fighting inside of him. Um mm-hmm. He's just he's a super cool character. Uh yes, I just wanted to make really sure we character. mentioned that before we got Uh right. where are we next?
1: Uh, oh, the demonstration. Oh,
0: the, yeah, oh. the demonstration happens while they're in while that battle
1: is happening. While that battle's happening and we see that that uh it's a hey, it's a lot more powerful than the Death Star was. Mhm. Yeah, that thing that thing don't mess around. Hey, it doesn't it doesn't need to be like orbiting the planet to be able to take it out, take out things. It can just Yep, cross the galaxy.
0: It just destroys the whole system. It they destroyed the Republic. Republic's gone. Uh, and now it's it's just the First Order, and the Resistance. Uh, it's kind of what we're left with there. Yeah. And then uh, Rey is captured. That happens. Yes. By Kylo. Um, mm-hmm. What happens here? Oh, and then you get the re- we get Leia. That's that's kind of the next big thing. Is that Leia is revealed to us and we get to see her and see the reunion between Han and Leia. And then C-3PO, C3PO mhm. Uh so C-3PO. So stupid.
1: <laughs> Coming in ruining moments like the good old days.
0: You probably didn't recognize me because of my red arm. <laughs> he's he's funny but totally unnecessary. <laughs> Boy, if you don't get yourself off the screen right now. <laughs> it was such an emotional moment and then C-3PO just pops up there. Like they're just like emotional moment, we need to make it funny. They they like to do that in these movies. I mean... And in Marvel movies, did. too, they undercut a lot of emotional moments with comedy.
1: The, in, the C-3PO introduction, I'll give it, because that's, like, C-3PO's main theme. It's just like, hey, how you doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't care what's going on. You're going to pay attention to me. Yeah.
2: And it was classic yeah. C-3PO, but the considering the fate that Han has in this movie, like... We could have used a good heartfelt moment between the two of them. Yeah, probably. Because he's about yeah, like, to get off. I could I, I could have <laughs> done with that.
0: Probably,
1: but we get see through Bo.
0: And then uh, we have Ray and Kylo staring at each other for about five minutes. Yes. <laughs> that that the fun that, <laughs> that happens, but they do it really well. Surprisingly, they make two people staring at each other really like an intense emotional moment. And and yeah. nothing's happening other than the fact that they're just staring at each other.
1: Yes. That's it. And there's a little there Kylo's got his hand out. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, he's he's trying to read her mind and she's not gonna let him. Yeah. And yeah, that's that's the whole thing. And it gets um, so well then, that, that
1: Ray ends up reading Kylo's mind. Reading his mind, which freaks me well, out. She whips
2: out an Uno reverse card on him. <laughs>
1: she really does. <laughs> he hit it. <laughs> The draw for she's just skips.
2: she's just like, you'll never be Vader. Little pretty boy.
1: Yeah. And he. Uh, yeah. That was right.
2: a that was a paraphrase. Yes. But
1: that, that's basically what <laughs> not, she says. Not no, a direct quote. Direct, and paraphrase. Quote, direct quotation. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and at the same time, uh, we get the explanation of how they're going to destroy Starkiller base um, over at the resistance base. They're they're looking at the picture like. They're like, oh, it's another Death Star. And he goes, Oh, I wish that were true. And then they show Star Killer base next to the Death Star, and it's like, you know, really small in comparison. Oh, wait a minute <laughs> First order said, Turn it up. <laughs> wait, that's the max that's the max. And apparently
1: it's the max yeah. that's
2: gonna get blown up just like the Death Stars did.
1: Yeah. Oop. Spoiler.
2: We already yeah. covered the movies. Yeah, that's that's it. That's <laughs> we it. <already> the <laughs> <end>. That's <laughs> the movie. We talked about them, it's all good. <laughs>
1: uh. <laughs> No, but hey, uh,
2: we put out we put out uh, out that initial spoiler warning in the first episode of
0: this series, so we're I'm off the hook. But hey, I'll give
1: you that. You are. I'll give you that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then, well, so so one thing that happens here is that I I don't know how I feel about it. It's really cool, but but Rey escaping by using the Jedi mind trick thingy, like I understand how she has the power to do that, but I question how she knows. How to do that. Like, she's just now figuring out that she has, like, the Force, that she can use the Force. How does she know that if she tells someone to do something, it'll happen? You know? Because
2: she's heard all the stories. Hey, you know, yeah. She's
0: heard she all She was the a stories. loner on Jakku. How did she hear any stories? Bro, she heard Yeah, that she Antalo also. was the famous
1: smuggler.
2: Yeah, she knew about him and his history. She knew how to pilot. She knows how to pilot pretty much anything. She knows how to speak. Like, she has... Yeah, she Wookie has pretty...
1: Android.: Which droid. Her th- knowledge which also is very extensive,
2: sense. which means she'd probably have a pretty good history on the Jedi who are, like, the most important public figures and, like, historical figures in but at the, same the entire time,
1: galaxy. But at the same time, she didn't know that Han Solo was a general in, versus the rebels in the Empire, so I don't know.
2: No, I, th- I definitely think she did... But I think just because of her being a scavenger and stuff like that, it was just a way to be like, she appreciates his work as a smuggler more than as a general. That's what then she knows. Then she would have known for. it
1: was 12 parsecs, not 14. That's disrespectful. Put respect on that name.
0: <laughs> I think you're taking that a little bit more seriously than it should be. Hey, I, I think I'm it, not was she ha- it was an honest mistake. It was an honest mistake. It's Daisy Ridley. I think you can find it in your heart to forgive her. You're right. Hey, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, anyways, okay. she escapes with Jedi mind tricks. Um, we'll just gloss over that. It's fine. You want to just gloss over that? She 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 tells oh, some wait, random stormtrooper. This,
2: this is my fun fact.
0: Yeah, I know. That's why I'm waiting on you, man. That's why I'm yeah, dwelling on it. It's Come not on, a dude. random stormtrooper. It's James
2: Bond. <laughs> <laughs> You were trying to set me up, but I was just focusing on you making your Daisy Ridley comment.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I was trying to get you to 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 give your little fun fact that I know you wanted to give so bad. You
2: know, sometimes I get lost at where we are, and it happens. <laughs> yeah, we said. So you yeah, up for the Daniel Craig.
1: You just missed.
2: Yeah, I hit I hit back iron on the dunk, just like launched it into the stands. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's
2: a it's uh, a turnover on me. That's my bad, guys. Okay, so but yeah, Daniel so Craig. <laughs> Daniel Craig is the stormtrooper that Ray Jedi mind tricks into mm-hmm. releasing the restraints, leaving the door open, and dropping the weapon.
0: Yes.
1: Yeah.
2: And then it leads into my other favorite joke that I already talked about, where Kylo just goes sicko mode on the chair hey. and the other stormtroopers are like <laughs> They walk around the corner. The, the other stormtroopers are just like, nah, Nope, I'm nope. okay. Yeah, I'm <laughs> out. I, I don't want to feel... today. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like getting choked for doing absolutely nothing right
0: now.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true.
0: And but, yeah, and then, and then, uh, Finn and Han and Chewie infiltrate the base, and some stuff happens, but but really the the big thing that that happens is Han and Kylo meet each other on the base. It's yeah, kind, of, kind of kind of the big thing that happens there.
1: They're setting up to destroy that exhaust port. You know, mm-hmm. classic one-way valve straight down to the center Mm -hmm. of the whatever Uh, and and han sees kylo walking around on a bridge he's like ben come on come on home you know come back come back to us and uh you know we get the really emotional of him fighting and and you don't really know what he's gonna do but you kind of do you're like, what's about to happen here? Uh, and and I, I know what I must do, but I'm not sure if I have the strength to do it. Will you help me? And he's like, yeah, you know, that classic, I'm going to help you. I'm your father. And then the light goes down, his face turns red. And, and Oh, yeah,
2: it's a, it's, a, it's a great twist of the knife to where the music's building up and it's all hopeful and everything and the light's bright on his face and everything and then it the music shifts down the sun goes away because the weapon's fully charged his face goes fully red
1: and it's like oh crap you're just like I'm about to hurt I'm about to hurt real hard (laughs) and the weapon's only 30% charged by the way but the sun is out yeah correct but the weapon's only 30% charged we get the scene. the The scene directly after this is the weapon's only thirty percent charged.
0: <laughs> Wait a minute. So, um,
2: where's it get the rest of the seventy percent of its power? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I think maybe it finished siphoning the energy and now it's just powering up to launch it, or yeah. something. But, so but,
1: but Han Solo so, dies. Like, but, okay, he never said that. I know.
0: Well, let's, <laughs> well I want to talk about that for a minute, because pain, pain I, like I have I, a theory I have an opinion or, or an idea of what goes on here that's different than what most people think what I've seen I actually read it online somewhere and I believe it especially after watching this movie recently I think that Han kills himself and it's not Kylo Ren who does it and we don't have to dwell on it long because it's just a theory but let me explain to you what happens here what I think happens here we clearly see that both of them have their hands on the lightsaber They're, they both have two hands on the saber each and it's yeah. it's Kylo saying he knows what he has to do but he doesn't know if he has the strength to do it I interpret that as Kylo Ren saying he knows that he has to kill his father to turn to the dark side he's got to get rid of his past and he's got to get rid of um, he, he, you were continuously reminded throughout Star Wars that you've got to kill people you love to really turn to the dark side for some reason or you just got to kill people in general they, they like to make the point that once you kill him, there's no going back, you know, mm-hmm. like that's that's the whole thing, you know, strike him down. Like, I don't know. That's just a thing in Star Wars. So I interpret that as Kylo knows he has to kill his father. And Han understands that Kylo what's going to happen there in that moment. You see the look on his face. I think he understands that he's going to die. But he knows that if Kylo kills him, that's it. Kylo's on. He's he's a bad guy. Like he's turned. That'll be his turn to the dark side. That's all it'll take. There's no coming back from that. And so I think when he says he doesn't have the strength to do it, is that part of him doesn't want to kill his dad. But if he doesn't kill Han in that moment, Snoke will kill Kylo. You know. And so I think Han sacrifices himself and spares Kylo from killing his father. Because if Kylo would have killed him, I don't think Kylo Ren comes back from the dark side. I don't think Ben Solo ever comes back to the light side which we see two movies later happens and i think that this is further corroborated in the next movie when kylo ren doesn't have the strength to blow up his mom either the same thing he he can't push the button to shoot leia someone else has to do it and so i think that in this moment for me it's a so much more impactful time when you think about it as this is han sacrificing himself for his son and i think that that is a such a great arc to end han solo on he started out as a character who cared about nothing but himself and he was just trying to earn a quick buck you know that was how we were introduced to him in a new hope and now he's sacrificing himself for his son you know so that way his son doesn't have to be stuck to the dark side of his whole life so for me like i know that was kind of deep for a minute or just like totally off <laughs> to the side like a total tangent but i think that This moment completes Han Solo's arc in such a profound way if you think about it in the way that, like, it is kind of ambiguous who pushes the button on the lightsaber. They don't ever show it, and Han Solo doesn't particularly look surprised when he's stabbed. He looks like he's in pain, but the whole moment, like, you can see them both knowing what's about to happen, and then it happens, you know? And so I think that that moment is just, in my head canon... It's, it's Han Solo who killed himself. It's kind of like, who shot first? Han or Greedo? Who who, who pushed the button? Han or, Han or Ben? And I, I think it was Han Solo. Uh, you know what? That's my theory, but it was a little bit of a tangent. But I felt like I needed to bring it up.
1: You know what? I'll agree <laughs> with it. Um, I'll agree with it because Han is the only person that can take out Han. So... I'll mm-hmm. give you that. <laughs> Han's not letting anybody else get
2: the satisfaction of killing him.
1: I don't do know if so. I
2: would. I don't know if I would necessarily agree with it. But one thing I was thinking that the idea that, and we see it play out in Rise of Skywalker later, that when someone dies, they have the ability to come back and like visit people and stuff like that, and like they'll like follow you for the rest of your life type of thing.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It could have been Han's idea that. Even if Ben wasn't going to kill him, he needs to die because like going through that like emotional idea of like his dad not being there anymore and then coming back to him later could be like his best and only chance to save him from the dark side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that could also play into it.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of ways to interpret that. As like that support for, sure. for that for that theory. Yeah, but it's, it's uh, interesting. It's emotional. And, uh, at the, at yeah. the very least, regardless of whether Han did it or Kylo did it. I don't think that it takes away from the fact that it's an emotional death that caught a lot of people off guard if they didn't have it spoiled for them going into the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hi, how are you like, doing? Yeah, yeah. At, hey, at Joe.
1: I want to apologize for everything. <laughs> was, I was big dumb. That was in Merritt Island. Um, my friend spoiled the movie for you. Yeah, I apologize. <laughs> uh, Your former friend. <laughs> yes, yes, my former friend. <laughs> you dropped He Yeah, he really... He walked out and was like, Han Solo dies, Everybody looked at him. I'm like, we're all like, dude, come How on. How did
2: he not get just n- leveled? Ah, bro. Like, um, I would, I'd knock
1: somebody out.
0: Oh, yeah, 15-year-old Joe's gonna, he's, he's gonna be someone You're not knocking up. this man out.
1: This man was, like, <laughs> two years older than me and absolutely like, jacked. He's a unit. I, <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was a unit, bro.
2: <laughs> I'm thinking in terms of today, Joe, in line for like a Marvel movie or something like Today,
0: that. Today, Joe wouldn't do anything either.
1: <laughs> He'd just be like, "Bro, come on."
0: I'd be very you'd upset. Angry. Yeah, I... you'd get angry. You'd be very vocal about it. <laughs> okay, so so then uh, Chewie shoots Kylo with the bowcaster. Hey, big that big happens. important
1: right here. Every single time we've seen somebody get hit with a bowcaster, they go flying back, and Kylo Ren just tanks this beast. Like it was nothing.
0: Well, not like it was nothing. He looks like it hurt. Oh, and then later we see him really hurting from no, it. No, no.
1: In every Han other shoots, scene, yeah. In every other scene, the other guy gets blasted back. Yeah, I know. The fact that Kylo Ren just leaned down and was like, "That hurt." Insane.
0: Yes. Yeah. Which, earlier, which Han makes like the final fight the so good.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Han like
2: shoots the ground in front of these stormtroopers, and it blows up like three of them with one shot. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, this thing it's, it's is very strong blaster.
1: And like I know Chewie said that thing to like hi like he was like I'm <laughs> killing Kylo.
0: Yeah, and then uh so so that sets up our final fight, which we can yes. we can talk about I guess for the remainder of this this episode Ooh, for the What most a part. great fight. A lot of the, people have in a lot in of my opinion the best fight. fight. And I don't understand it. In my opinion, this is the best lightsaber fight in Star Wars. Uh, I hey, A lot of people disagree with me.
1: It is the best-looking lightsaber fight in Star
0: Wars. What else do you want from a lightsaber fight? The best-sounding? What do you mean? (laughs) It's only the best-looking. It's the best lightsaber fight. That's false.
2: I will point out that this one sounds good, too. It sounds good. It (laughs) does. It doesn't
1: have emotional cues like like Revenge of the Sith does.
0: I mean, Revenge of the Sith had two movies leading up to it. This isn't the first one of the sequ- of the uh, trilogy. Hey, so, I mean... It doesn't matter. This it, is this is the best lightsaber fight in Star Wars. I mean, it's
2: not lava, so it's a lot easier to do practical effects. But this whole scene was shot practical effects, which is mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah, do it. Do they built, built the a level. giant forest in a mm-hmm. soundstage in Atlanta, and it was awesome. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. So, this fight, set in the dark, snowy forest... Uh, it looks just, it looks phenomenal. Like, I, if you haven't seen this movie, first of all, I just, I don't understand why you're listening to this podcast. I mean, not a lot of people listen to the podcast, uh, <laughs> and usually the people that listen to it have seen the movie first. So, if for some reason you haven't seen this movie, or maybe not seen it recently, go watch it, um, or at the very least, just go watch
1: <laughs> this fight, because it's so worth oh, it. Dude, this fight, this fight is good. This fight is good. A, top five. I'll give it top five. No, it's... What four movies are you putting above this? <laughs> Fine, top four. <laughs> what
0: three fights are you putting above this? Um, I don't even understand. I don't know what you would... Okay. Come on, dude. You know which one. Okay, so
1: you're... Yeah, we know, know you're, which you're, one, you're not Revenge which the three. obi One, Duel of Fates. And we're going to go with the classic episode five fight.
0: I could only put one fight above this, and it would be episode five. I think that this is way better than Darth Vader, way better than Obi-Wan and Anakin. I still think this is the best fight in Star Wars. But it doesn't matter. That's just my opinion. It's fine. It's okay.
1: We'll go. Uh, We'll keep
0: going. Finn is beaten quite easily by Kylo Ren, Mm -hmm. uh, as you'd expect, because he's never used a lightsaber or a... He's never used a melee weapon, really. Like... He used a lightsaber once. Yeah. He's not really... he got wrecked by it. Like, got wrecked by it. He did, Yeah. Yeah, he's he not a melee yeah, fight the
2: difference between one time and no times is not a big difference <laughs> and it's like at also least Ray, finn Ray should have experience. died yes yeah he, he should have died 100 should have died
0: he took it sh- all the way up his spine this and makes it's just it, like yeah he'll be fine for next movie that makes it two times <laughs> that rate that, that finn should have died uh we'll talk about that next week uh, facts <laughs> but <laughs> big uh, facts at least Ray has experience with, like, a staff, so it's different, right. but at least she's got, and like, you experience can, you with a
2: it, it in. But, yeah,
0: you can see it in the way that she uses it, too.
1: Are we, like, yeah. stupid? Like, of course, you thought she was a Palpatine, but, like, she does the signature Palpatine stabby stab with the lightsaber. <laughs> like, only Palpatine has ever done that in a movie of trying to use the lightsaber to, like, stab, like, the way that mm-hmm. she does.
0: Yeah, she definitely she uses her technique is very untrained, which is like one of the best parts of this fight is the choreography and how distinct how distinctly different the fighting styles of Rey and Kylo Ren are. Rey is obviously untrained and she's fighting with it like she's never used it before. And she's just fighting fighting out of emotion for Finn. And Kylo Ren is fighting like someone who has a lot of experience and technique but is incredibly injured so it hurts him to fight and um, you can see so clearly like in this fight the two different styles and all the emotion just in the way that they're fighting like without even seeing their expressions and stuff which I is like say
1: crazy that they're able to do that that kylo ren throughout this entire entire sequel trilogy except for one time uses the his blade his lightsaber uh, and uses more broad, powerful strokes the entire movie. So, or the entire series. So, like, it kind of goes. But he uses unorthodox, broad strokes for power. Because he has that power. He's a Sith. Okay, that was a little nerdy, but alright. Hey, it was a little nerdy, but hey. <laughs> hey. I didn't see it going there, but cool. It's okay. Yo, I mean, no, that's... we're talking about
2: lights. We're talking about lightsaber fights. What else do you expect Connor to bring to the table? Come on, dude. It's
1: like, hey, it's my one thing. That's <laughs> this is like, why, he's yeah. <laughs> can, why he's here. Yeah, you can. You can see.
0: You can see that Kylo is like super duper strong. Yes. Uh, but his paint, like how hurt he is, like when he pounds his chest and like the blood is like just dripping down on the snow like that's such a cool like oh, it just looks super cool like it's like this man is struggling to live right now and he's fighting with everything he's got ray she's very powerful but a total amateur
1: i'm gonna bring you this know? up real quick uh, a lot of people have a problem with like ray battling kylo for as long as she did like there's a couple things yeah Kylo just got hit by the bowcaster, bro. Like, he's a little injured. He was trying to train Ray. And for half this fight, Ray is on the defensive. Like, she is oh, running yeah. away from Kylo. Like, people never time. bring that up. Ever. But she, through half of this fight, blocks and then just runs away. Mm-hmm. I don't know if... Did yeah. I get lost? Oh, no, I didn't. Okay. Y'all stopped talking and I was yeah, like, Yeah, I, like? I heard most of that. <laughs> okay. Parts of it parts of it were breaking up, but I heard most of
0: it. Yeah. Yeah. That was something that I noticed when I was watching it was just like how much how much running Ray was doing the yes. whole time. How this she is, was just she
1: was just trying to stay alive. This and is like, not Ray keeping her ground with Kylo. This is Ray blocking and surviving. Yeah. And
0: I think and people could be mad that Kylo didn't finish her, but like he was so close so many times, you know. And he was he obviously it,
1: said I want to train this girl.
0: Like yeah, he said you need a teacher. Yes. You know. He he doesn't want to kill her. Exactly. You know, he wants he wants her on his side. That's a common mm-hmm. theme throughout all this whole trilogy mm-hmm. is that Kylo doesn't want to kill Rey. He wants to turn Rey, you know. Yeah. So that's why I don't have those problems with this fight. I don't understand why people do. But like just this whole this whole scene is just filmed so well, yes. it looks really good. It's like super fast pacing fight, and it's like it's really great. And then the the ground like splits between them because you know the planet's falling apart, and then Ray somehow gets back to Finn, even though they're super far away. She goes back and finds Ren, uh Finn, and then uh you get like the light from the Millennium Falcon just coming out of nowhere and Ray like looking up at it and that's just like a super cool chewy. you know and they they grab Finn and they they book it out of there as the uh, planet explodes in the background
2: yeah Yeah. the big the big crack in the earth is nice and convenient because you know sequels but it is what it is and then of course that Finn is on her side and yeah it's it's fine. It's fine. It's I don't convenient, have a problem. But it's all right. It's, it's fine. fine. You know, it's just a movie. It's yeah. whatever. It's, it, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. how I have it in my notes is just convenient earthquake. Or crack. <laughs> I said <laughs> quack. quack. <Earthquack.
0: laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, convenient earthquake. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, but then we. When...
2: Because I was going to say
1: earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then we go back. Keep going. We got to We got to move on from that. <laughs> we, we We go back to the base. And uh and we see like Ray and Leia have this like emotional scene where Leia's looking at Ray and Ray's just like, nah, he didn't make it. Like he dead. <laughs> he real dead. And and she already kinda knew, but she was just confirming, you know. Um, and it's pretty sad. And
2: we I- see I'm fine with Rey and Leia like having their moment, but the fact that the first thing that Leia didn't do was hug Chewie when he got off the Millennium Falcon and that Chewie just walks by her makes zero sense. Oh, no,
1: no. <laughs> it, it would 100% have happened immediately. Like,
2: yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah. It is her husband yeah, and your husband's that. best friend and he just <laughs> died and they just walk past each other. Like it it don't add up. They it probably just didn't don't add each up. Other, it,
1: Han did run off. They a hundred
0: percent did. Uh, no, they a hundred percent did because they hugged each other earlier That's in the movie. True. Okay, so yeah, yeah, that moment should have been a moment for for Leia and Chewie. Like th- I think that would have been super impactful to have there. You know,
1: yeah, but yeah, because we get the we get the in uh, Rise of Skywalker, we get Chewie being very emotional. Yeah, and it, it would just it would have been better, but. Yeah. you know that's why we're it is what it us. is making we making got these we got. movies better. Make Chewie and Leia hug after Han dies.
2: <laughs> it's all. It's all I was asking for. It's all I needed.
1: <laughs> hey, that right there would have sent so, it straight to would, top would, it. the top of it, and that's kind good of... end. No, yeah. and then we and have that's, that's how it <laughs> ends. That's what? That's,
0: that's essentially the very end of the movie. There's there's some celebrating. They're like, yeah, we did it, you know. The island but. scene? Come on, bro. Oh, I get, yeah, we got that. I really consider oh, yeah. that part of the next movie though. Cause like, um, I guess it's just a cliffhanger. It is a
1: cliffhanger, but this,
0: like. Uh. Personally, I wish we didn't have that part in the movie. We will, we'll talk about that next week, but I wish we didn't have the island scene at the end of this movie. Okay. Because, because here's, here's why. Cause now that puts Ryan Johnson in a predicament in that, J.J. Abrams has told Ryan Johnson how he has to start his movie. And it's like, that kind of sucks. You know, wow. when you have to pick up one of your characters from that exact moment, you're going to make people upset because they already know how it starts. You know, if all we knew is they find out exactly where Luke is, because, you know, the, the the map is restored, and they end there, now people can't really speculate a lot and then it doesn't make people as upset when Luke throws away the lightsaber, you know?
2: I, I mean, think, you oh, can show Rey going up the island and then like the last shot could be like her like going up the stairs into like a horizon line or something like that and then it cuts.
0: Yeah, I just think like that ending it with her handing also, the lightsaber to to Luke. That yeah. that sets that's just setting up your next director for backlash because it's well, you know, everyone's got in their head what's going to happen next and everybody assumes he's just going to take it, you know? And it's like wasn't, I don't know. I, I like know. I felt
1: at this point JJ J. Abrams was
0: supposed to direct the next one. I don't like, think so. I know It was originally 3 different directors. JJ J. Abrams was wasn't originally ever three, supposed yeah. to come back. It was JJ J. Abrams, Ryan Johnson and someone else was supposed to do the third one. And then he dropped out and JJ J. Abrams came back. So it's like okay. It, mm-hmm. So he he set it up for Ryan Johnson and it's like I just I don't know. I would have preferred if they didn't end it like that. We got what we got, but I was just
2: gonna say that that's a stupid amount of stairs, but <laughs>
0: it's a really cool set though. Like that's a really cool yeah. location. Oh yeah,
1: one hundred percent. Make that into a to a battlefront map. About <laughs> it, just have the just the the stairs. And when you get to the stairs, you get an achievement called the high ground. That's it. That's all
0: you get. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, Luke had the high ground. That's yeah. That's all you got to know. Yeah. So that's how the movie ends. Luke has the high ground. And she hands out the lightsaber, and Luke stares back at her and cut. That's it. Cut. That's, that's all we get. One of
2: my favorite things is that Mark Hamill is in this movie for about, what, 10 seconds. He doesn't say any lines. All he does is turn around and take off his hood. When the credits roll, it's Harrison Ford, and then the second name on screen is Mark Hamill, because it's Mark Hamill. Come on now. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if he's in your movie for any amount of time,
0: he better be one of the first names up on screen. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And that's how it ends. So, so then my question for you guys is, uh, did this move on your list at all? Yes. Um, just based off of the movies we've seen so far, You know, you're not we haven't seen the rest. so We can't really rank it amongst those. But where are you putting it amongst like in relation to these other movies? Uh, So that that we've seen so far,
1: I originally had it in about B tier, I think someone can go and correct me if you really want to. Um, I don't remember where you had it. I don't either. I don't remember.
2: I barely remember mine. I have to pull out my notes every time. Exactly.
1: Um, And I don't have my note with me this time. So that one's on me, chief. Uh, I forgot it. Um but I was feeling I was feeling it was in B. And I'm definitely moving this one up to A. Like this is a really great movie. Uh and I just I forgot it I it's been so long since I've seen it that it's just when I saw it again mm-hmm. I, I was I was very happy with it. And the lightsaber good. fight fire.
0: So good. Yeah, I I had it really high. Um, If I remember correctly, I had it as my third movie because I think I had, yeah, so I had Empire, A New Hope, Force Awakens, Return of the Jedi. I think based on where movies have changed now, it's Empire, Force Awakens, Return of the Jedi, A New Hope. So I think it moves up and Return of the Jedi moved up as well after we watched it. But I think it may have moved up even to being like my number two movie because I really liked it. It's really good.
1: I think it's like in position wise, I think it'd be number five because I have five, then three, then six. It's I don't four. Know if you're talking. Oh, I am talking. Sorry, boys. <laughs> Neither
2: do I. That's fun. Uh, it's a good thing we're at the end of the episode. It's a really good thing we're at the end of the episode. I
1: hate Zoom. You know what? Zoom so don't convenient. work. FaceTime don't oh, work. Oh, there you are. Hey, Connor. I'm back. You know. Hey, how you doing? They have no what? idea that I'm talking right now. Yep. There, I, we can hear you. We do now. Uh, no, I knew that. Okay.
0: So <laughs> so I hope you said something great for the people at home. I didn't really. <laughs> I don't know what you said. That's cool. I
1: was just talking about where, where my movie was at, but it's fine.
0: Okay. All right, Joe, Where do you where, where is it at on your list now? Where are you moving it around to?
2: I had it as my top of a tier and i'm gonna leave it
0: right where it was
2: no change okay
0: all right well i think that uh very simple that does it that does it for this week yeah. uh thank you for listening uh next week we get to talk about um i don't know how to the describe mo- the it. most divisive it's, it's an interesting it's gonna be an interesting one uh because it is it's definitely the most divisive star wars movie ever um So that'll be interesting. Definitely want to tune in next week and hear what we think about it because I know we all have very different opinions on The Last Jedi. But yeah, thanks for listening in. Thank you for tuning in this summer. Hope you're staying safe. Make sure you follow us on Instagram if you don't already, as well as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. That's a wrap.